It's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions every day of basketball and hockey playoffs. DraftKings will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. The best part? It's free for you to get a shot at these daily cash prizes. DraftKings will be offering two free play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's game and track your results throughout the evening. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network Wednesday, May 26th. Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith with you as we are ready for another day of first round, another night of first round action as the first round is winding down. We have three series that could all come to an end tonight. Uh, elimination night potentially uh, in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, we've got the Pittsburgh Penguins. We've got the Florida Panthers and we have the Minnesota Wild facing elimination tonight. Uh, in the uh, first round we'll break down each game before we do that though a little look back on last night's action uh, across the league only had the two games we'll start with Nashville Carolina because uh, for Alex and I that was not a very enjoyable uh, third period and overtime uh, in that game Uh, I was hoping Carolina could pull it out in regulation it did not happen Uh, and uh, that's unfortunately it's that debate you go back and forth like you sometimes think maybe I should have paid the price to go up to minus one ninety, but at the end of the day, I would never do that. You know, I just I feel, I go, went for the value to go at a better price in regulation. I was hoping Carolina would be dominant and in control enough to win within sixty minutes. It just didn't happen, unfortunately. Uh, and look, they played well enough that they could have won in sixty minutes. They carried most of the play earlier in the game. Uh, unfortunately, Saros has been a story. Like we got to give him credit; he has been outstanding in net for the uh, Nashville Predators. And Nashville's done a better job of capitalizing on those one or two opportunities they get. And Carolina has not done a good enough opportunity capitalizing on the uh, you know the nine or ten chances they get compared to what Nashville gets. And that is why we have maybe a closer series than it should be. You know, you could argue that Carolina could have arguably already closed this series out with the way they've played so far through five games. But nevertheless, the home team has held serve in every game so far. But for Alex and I, we're going to need that to change in game six because both of us were sitting on Carolina minus one and a half games. Uh, in the, Actually, I don't know if, if Alex bet that. He might have had under five and a half only. Did you have the minus one and a half games as well? I, I played that one small, but I had a bigger play on the under five and a half. So that one was, was gone when, uh, when the series ended up being tied to two. Oh, okay. So, uh, but we've still got a piece of it anyway, both of us. Carolina minus one and a half games, and obviously we'll win that if they can close it out and, and get that series clinching win in game six in Nashville, which obviously won't be easy with the way the home team has held serve in this series. But uh, I told you, I, I, I should I bet him a couple of times to score a goal earlier in the series. I stayed off it last night, and unfortunately, uh, he ends up scoring last night when I didn't bet his goal score prop, but that's. Uh, Marty Natchez, uh, as if you know the presidents of the USA Peaches song, I always say, move into the country, going to beat me, Marty Natchez. Uh, and uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, move into Carolina country, Caniac country. Move into Caniac country, going to beat me, Marty Natchez. And Marty Natchez ended up scoring a big goal last night for Carolina. He played really well in this series for the Hurricanes. And, of course, Captain uh, Jordan Stahl uh, gets the uh, overtime winner, and Carolina pushes Nashville to the brink. Uh, Alex, what was your thoughts on that game last night? 
Yeah, I mean, it was just, just a, a crazy back and forth battle. And like you said, you know, the goaltending is something to to behold in, in that series. And that's going to be the thing with most of these these series moving forward. It, it's going to be goaltending, especially when you start talking about games five, six, and seven. Uh, if we see anything go to a seventh game, we'll, we'll know tonight with these three uh, contests here. But, you know, the goaltending is going to have the you know, the step up and stand up. We saw, you know, talk, we're going to talk about it, you know, in a minute with Pittsburgh and, and New York, you know, is Pittsburgh down because of goaltending. Uh, you know, team, you know, the, the part of the reason that Winnipeg swept their series, goaltending. Uh, so uh, we always talk about, we always put the emphasis on it throughout the year, but it's, it's paramount now in the playoffs. And that's what's keeping Nashville uh, floating, like you said, even close to the, to the series. And, and it's something that we're just going to see uh, moving forward. You know, the goaltending is going to have to steal games. And, and that's uh, really the case pretty much in, in every series but at this point. Yeah, absolutely the case. So uh, Nashville, uh, been a, uh, again, they've been playing rope-a-dope in this series. They've basically lo- said, Carolina, will let you have the puck more than us. We'll let you have more of the chances, more of the territory. We'll just sit back. Rely on good stick position, blocking shots, the, the goaltending of Soros, and we'll just capitalize on the fewer chances we get. And that's been their modus operandi in this series, and it's worked for Nashville. That's what's kept them afloat in this series, and they'll need it to keep them afloat one more game if they're going to uh, come back to Carolina for Game 7. Uh, Carolina, to me, has still been you know the, the team that's just dictated the play more. But again, that doesn't always work out that that team wins in the play, in the playoff series. You've still got to get it done. You've still got to finish your chances. Uh, and we'll see if Carolina can finish off Nashville uh, in Music City in Game 6. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, it is great to see him. He was a little under the weather earlier this week. He is back uh, on the uh, show and ready to join us right now. Uh, Jimmy, uh, welcome in. Uh, we'll let you talk about Nashville, Carolina first, but we haven't had a chance to speak to you since the Boston Bruins, your t- team, your team that you cover, uh, finished things off against the uh, Washington Capitals. And uh, maybe this is just uh, me thinking this way, but I think it's safe to say that the moment Ilya Samsonov made that brutal error, him and Schultz, Schultz is to blame too, for that giveaway in overtime, Craig Smith scores really was all Boston from that point on. And it really took a lot of the wind out of the sails of the Caps and the uh, Bruins pretty much controlled the series from that point on. Did you see it that way, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that definitely was a was a backbreaker, so to speak, uh, for the Capitals there. And, you know, I, I think I was on uh, after, I believe, no, was I on after what Ovechkin did? Did I see you guys after? Yeah, I did. I blasted, yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't think that happened at all. I, I, I think that that dressing room kind of, uh, you know, fell apart or kind of distanced themselves from each other after that moment. I think it, there might've been some division there. Who knows what's going on there? Um, but it didn't help at all. I, look, I, I don't blame Samson. Not that, that that was partly his fault. That was partly Schultz's, but they don't get to that point without him. I blame just the way that I think that the Capitals forwards and specifically Ovechkin did a terrible job uh, from that point on of getting back and helping their defensemen and, and really playing both ends of the ice and playing a 200 foot game. You didn't see that at all. And on the contrast, you saw that from every single Boston Bruins player, whether it's a superstar in Taylor Hall or whether it's a grinder in a Chris Wagner, uh, you know, that's, they came to play all four lines were chipping in. They were all doing the little things to, to get a win and to win in the playoffs. And I thought that was the major difference. And then of course, in game five, you know, I know all the Tuka Rask haters here in Boston are, are going to try and say, oh, well, they weren't real shots. They were perimeter shots. Screw them. He made 40 saves in an elimination game. They threw everything but the kitchen sink at him in that game, and he stood tall, and he's one of the main reasons that they're moving on to the second round. Yeah, no doubt. He's been excellent, and he's put any fears or any worries away about how he'd play, whether he's going to be mentally all there because he's been dealing with some personal matters off the ice going back to the bubble last year when he actually departed from the team. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's great to see him playing well, uh, and Boston will be dangerous for whoever they play, Islanders or the Penguins, uh, in the uh, next round. Uh, Jimmy, Nashville, Carolina, what did you think of last night's game? And Carolina, I'll tell you what, if they win this series, they've still gotten everything they could handle from this uh, scrappy Predators bunch. Yeah, it's interesting, right? I mean, this has been the home series. Uh, the home team's won every game, and uh, it's rare that you see that. I, You know, I was listening to some people talk about this the other night, uh, and I was thinking back, you know, to the Stanley Cup final that I covered when the Bruins won it, and it was just, you know, one through six were all home ice winners. Uh, and then, of course, the Bruins uh, – went away with it in game seven there, but those were different types of games. Those, you know, sometimes when we see the home team win every game, it, it, it's very, 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? Distinguished, so to speak, or distinctive. Like it's, it, it's, in, you know, they won. It wasn't, it could have gone either way. Whereas this game, these games going right now, I mean, the overtimes, the way it's been played, I heard what you were saying there. Nashville's kind of sitting back saying, okay, hit, hit us with your best shot. And um, I, I think sometimes Carolina's done that and sometimes they haven't. And kudos to Nashville and obviously Soros uh, for the job he's done there. But you wonder how much, can that philosophy pay off in game seven? They haven't won on home ice yet. They, I mean, on away ice yet. So they're going to need to change something about their approach to get the win there. Whether it's the last call affecting them, I have no idea. But, uh, you know, they're going to need to figure out something to win on the road there. It's just going to be much of the same where the home team gets it. I, I just, I, I think that Nashville, look, Ian, I've been right with you all year. Uh, you and I bashed that team. I, I, I got to give them credit, man. They've shown a lot of guts there. I'm not a Heinz fan, but he's done a great job so far. So good on them that they're this far. They are, and they're still in this series. All they got to do is hold serve at home, Nashville. I hope they don't because I want to yeah. cash this Carolina minus one and a half games. I'd like that. But I'm not overly, like, just I, I, I'm not co- totally confident because they haven't been able to win in Nashville yet. I do think Carolina is good enough to win it in Nashville, though, because I could see this team now saying, you know what? That's it. Let's put an end to it right now and go on the road and finish it. They are good enough to do it, but Nashville's also pesky and scrappy enough to say, you know what, we'll find a way and we'll force game seven. So great game coming up tomorrow night with those two teams in game six. Uh, Montreal, Toronto, look, it's it's a case of the cream is rising to the top right now. Uh, the Leafs just look better. They look better. They look deeper. They just look better defensively. They are just smothering and suffocating and stifling Montreal offensively. They've done absolutely nothing in this series offensively outside of the game one win four goals for Montreal in the series, four goals for William Nylander uh, in the series. So that tells you all you need to know right now. Uh, Absolutely dreadful for the Habs. They put in the young kid, Cole Caulfield, and even that doesn't make a difference. And it's almost like they purposely don't get, get him the puck either. I have no idea what they're thinking. This guy's got good finishing ability. Uh, it's just not there for Montreal offensively. They're all snake bit collectively. Even Toffoli's offense has disappeared. Josh Anderson had a good game one, nothing since. Brennan Gallagher can't, you know, can't bury one right now. Can't put a puck in the ocean. Hits the post last night. Uh, it is just a gamut of problems offensively. They're playing decent enough defensively. Carey Price has been really good, I think, in this series. But at the end of the day, if you can't score, you can't win. Appreciate Carey Price trying to give his uh, forwards and his team a vote of confidence prior to last night's game saying, I believe in these guys. They can score. You know, I face them every day in practice. Yeah, but you're not facing, you know, the right now this leap defense, which is just absolutely uh, outstanding. And, guys, this is why now the last two games – now watch Toronto lose three in a row and lose in seven, and I'll eat my words here. And here's the same old Toronto. That uh, Don't think I haven't thought of that in the back of my mind, that watch them lose three in a row here now and lose the series. But I don't see that happening with this group. I think there's a veteran leadership element that's there with this group. Their defensive game is just it, its above and beyond anything it's been in recent years. We have ripped this team from pillar to post on this show for years about their breakdowns defensively, odd man rushes, two-on-ones, and all this nonsense, and all this terrible defensive play they've had in years. I'm not seeing any of that from this group right now. They're not giving up odd man rushes. They're keeping the puck in front of them. And when they do have an odd... Uh, you know, breakdown and a quality chance for the opponent. Jack Campbell's there to clean it up right now. Uh, his first ever playoff shutout uh, for this Leafs team. And, uh, and the Leafs, unfortunately, are making the people that say they're all top heavy. They rely on Matthews too much. They're making them eat their words right now, too. Because who got two of the goals last night? Joe Thornton and Jason Spezza. It was the revenge of the old geezers, as I said on Twitter, uh, for the Leafs last night in that game. And also the revenge of a former Montreal Canadian. Uh, Alex Galchenyuk, who was brilliant, who had two incredible assists, two wonderful, tasty, delicious apples on the two goals that he set up for Spezza. Uh, and then uh, the other one as well to a Nylander. Uh, absolutely brilliant playmaking by Galchenyuk. So give the Leafs credit. They've taken a stranglehold, and it is a uphill battle now uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. Alex, what's your thoughts on Leafs-Habs from last night? Yeah, this seems to be like it's the beginning of the end for for the Habs. And like you said, you know, Toronto finally finding some rhythm. And I'm sure, you know, the the pressure that we've talked about for a while, it's it's finally getting off of them a little bit, uh, you know, knowing that, hey, they can go on and close out the, the series, finally get a series win for the first time in 17 years. Uh, they have that in their grasp and the, to go home and be able to do that. 
uh, that's going to be huge for them. So I think the momentum's all on their side right now. And and like I said, you know, we've already had teams close out series, and, and we'll talk about it more than, with this game. But, I, you know, I always say that that momentum around the, the league rolls over. Teams know, hey, we want to go on and, and wrap our series up. And the fact that we have, uh, you know, three elimination games tonight, two tomorrow, uh, you know, more than likely I feel like we're, we're going to see uh, I don't think we're going to see, but maybe one game go to game seven, to be honest. And that's the thing with uh, this, this Toronto series. I think they're going to definitely be, uh, you know, looking to close it out more than anybody in this elimination series. They don't want to risk having a, a downfall here. Uh, it, it would be absolutely traumatic for them and that fan base, that whole organization. Um, if, even if they just happen to go have to go back to Montreal, they want to close things out right away. So uh, kudos to them getting, getting in this spot and hopefully they can go on and finish it out and move to the next round. Yeah, I mean, you never know, but I think if if, I, if you were to ask me right now, and we'll talk about that game tomorrow, I, I think the Leafs do have a good chance to close it out tomorrow. And it's just because they got that veteran group now, that experience to say, don't give the team any life, put it into it tomorrow night in game five. I think there's going to be an onus on them to do that uh, in this series against Montreal. And look, uh, one last thing too about the uh, teams that are trying to close out a series. I believe teams on the first chance to eliminate their opponent are three and one. So far here in the first round, Washington or Boston, the first chance they had to eliminate Washington, they did. Colorado, the first chance they had to eliminate St. Louis, they did. Ed, uh, Winnipeg, first chance they had to eliminate Edmonton, they did. The only one that didn't was Vegas uh, against Minnesota. They're the ones they had that ch first chance up 3-1. They lost at home. So 3-1 and one for teams that are trying to eliminate their opponent on the first try. So that is uh, what Toronto will be looking to do tomorrow night. So teams are, you know, trying to finish it. Don't give the team any life. Don't let them off the hook. Finish the deal. We'll see if the Leafs do it tomorrow night. Jimmy, what do you think of Toronto-Montreal? I'm just going to ask you guys something. I mean, let's look at the way Montreal's played in this series. You said they have been pretty solid defensively. Price has been unreal. So I ask you, What's the difference between this team right now and the team that knocked off the Penguins in the play on playing round last year? Oh, would it be that guy? That guy right there? <laughs> Joe Julian? Yeah. Is that is that is that the difference? Yeah, that is the difference. Bill from King of the Hill? Is that Bill yeah. from King of the Hill? He <laughs> won the cup. You didn't know that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Julian, ladies and gentlemen. What what have they, what has this team done? That's been better since they fired him. They had a better record when when he was there, and they have a worse record since Ducharme's been in. Ducharme's been in, and he that's it's just continuing in the playoffs. He does not have this room, and I don't care what all the Julian naysayers and all the people say. Oh, he's stuck. He's prehistoric, and he won't play young guys. Claude Julian would have had Cole Caulfield in that lineup in games one and two. I'm telling you that right now, okay? Because Claude Julian would have told Mark Bergevin, "Kiss my fucking ass." I'm coaching this team. I've been in this game way longer than you. Kiss my ass. I will do what I want. If you want to fire me after, then go ahead. And that's exactly what he told the Boston Bruins. They won the, the year they won the Stanley Cup when Cam Neely wanted him out. He said, go ahead, fire me. He didn't fire him. And so when they beat the Montreal Canadiens in seven games, he went upstairs. I think I've told this story before. Went right into Neely's office and he said, fire me right fucking now. Go ahead. I dare you. They screwed up. Monumental screw up. The reason Montreal Canadiens are where they are in this series right now is because there's no Claude Julien behind the bench for them. They're getting completely outcoached. And to me, that has been the biggest and most major difference in this series. I think Toronto's playing great. I agree with everything you said about them. I still think even with Claude Julien, they probably win this series. But I think it's more of a six or seven game series and a closer series and a series where, you know, the Canadians legit have the, the Maple Leafs on their heels at times. They haven't really had that at all. Even in the game they won, it just hasn't felt like the Canadians had a chance. So uh, that's the difference to me. And the Canadians are going to regret it. As long, you know, I think Bergeron's going to be out of a job soon and he's going to regret what he did with Claude Julian. Yeah. Uh, it's that's a great point. I mean, Dominic Ducharme and his decision making, and there's people that are they're just uh, crying out for a little bit of a physical element on the blue line with that young kid Romanov. He can't even sniff the ice. This young kid. How's he going to develop as a pro? And you're not even going to give him one shot here in the postseason to He's get in on the blue line. Like, like Ducharme is a puppet. I mean, uh, that yeah. that whole thing the other day, that goaltending challenge, uh, that goal challenge there, uh, when it was clear that there was no interference and Price was like, I don't think he interfered. I mean, you didn't see Price go nuts. That was called down from above. Don't make no mistake. I know that for a fact. That was called down from above, and the coach was following what the GM was telling them to do. 
and it was a bullshit call. Yep. Yep, that's, absolutely. That's but, to me the difference. That's why the Canadians are where they are. Yeah, absolutely. And again, they just need they need some offense. They need a power play that works. And look, the Leaf penalty kill for the better part of the last month or two has been awesome. So that has been absolutely a big part of why Montreal is also having trouble with the man advantage. But uh, give the Leafs credit. Like I say, this is this they're, they're in a position now to win this series. They absolutely should win this series, and we'll see if they can get it done as early as Thursday night. By the way, I want to address some of the cantankerous things that are going on in the chat right now. I love a good feud, a good argument, and you really are against someone. I get it and have at it, but you can't make it personal. Do not make it personal. Do not attack someone personally or their, you know, their background or anything like that. You want to attack their opinion, go for it and go after them for that. But yeah, just don't make it personal. That's all I'm saying. We got to keep it. You know, Bergman's wife in here or something. Somewhat, or somewhat civil. No, it's probably just <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I I debate and bicker and argue with pe- friends of mine, and we yeah. really go at it. We're yelling at each other. You know nothing at all, well, but it's nothing it. personal. We never, yeah, yeah exactly, for sure. Uh, so, Come on, yeah, guys. But we keep it. We don't. Yeah, we keep we 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 keep the personal, you know, insults out of it uh, at all times. So that's the important thing. All right. What's also an important thing is breaking down this card tonight. So let's yeah. get to it. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, New York Islanders. The Islanders have a chance to once again. Uh, stick it to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, we've talked about it, Alex and I, that uh, the Islanders have just owned the Penguins in the playoffs. Uh, they, a couple of years ago, all the way back to 93, defending champs, two-time defending champs, and all the Islanders did was knock out Mario and Yarmir and Bowman uh, there in that uh, playoff series, the first round. So uh, problems there for Pittsburgh uh, against the Islanders all the way back, and now they'll be looking to stave off elimination tonight. Uh, even money here, both sides, pretty much minus 110, total five and a half shaded to the under. I think Pittsburgh has got a chance tonight. I don't know if I can back them full game, though. What I do like is Pittsburgh in the first period tonight. First period, minus 105, Pittsburgh Penguins. You've got to think that first 20 minutes is when you see this team really, really you try to get out in front, get a quick start, a good start in this game, get Tristan Jari a lead. Because that guy needs some confidence. And look, for all the people saying bench Jari, I don't want him anywhere near the net tonight after his hideous, horrendous giveaway. And it was hideous. It was awful. Don't get me wrong. Right up the middle of the ice to Josh Bailey, right on a tee for him. And then he gets the overtime winner. Who else are you going to go to? Casey DeSmith's injured. You can't go to him. Maxime Legacy? No, you can't do that. I mean, you can't throw him in there. He's been basically minor leaguer for the last few years. It's been uh, hit or miss in terms of his NHL ability. It's Tristan Jari or bust right now, and you just got to hope he comes up big for you in a game with your season on the line. You also need to get your offense going again. Lately, it's been too much on Rust to score. Even Carter has cooled off. I do like that. That's the one prop I like. This could be a low-scoring game. It might be. Um, so in that case there, I'm going to end up going with Jeff Carter as my only goal scorer prop. This is the kind of game I feel he could rise to the occasion. And he's been very good in these moments where the Penguins need a spark. They need a, they need a boost from somebody. And Jeff Carter, of all people, you know, in, in his late thirties now has been that guy giving him that boost. He has been magnificent. He's been a little quiet the last couple. I think he can come back. Uh, and score a goal tonight. You're going to get really good prices always with him, around plus 300 in some spots for him to score a goal tonight. So I like the Jeff Carter prop. I like Pittsburgh minus 105 in the first period. Something's bothering me about the full game, though, because I find the Islanders have gotten stronger in these games. That's why I don't like them in the full game, Pittsburgh, and I'm already invested in Pittsburgh for the series. So I'm I'm just going to go first period because I think that's when we really see Pittsburgh – coming out of the gate storming and firing in, a, in an elimination game like this. And I'm also going to sprinkle on the draw. I think this is my favorite draw bet of the night here, Penguins and Islanders. They played close hockey. I think this is probably going to be another tight, competitive, close game. They've played multiple overtime games in this series, of course, including game five. Uh, the draw is just too good of a price, and we've seen it too close of a series right now with these two teams not to take a shot with that. So uh, first period Pittsburgh draw as well in this one uh, for the full game. And I'm also going to put a little Jeff Carter to score a goal uh, in this one from a goal scorer prop standpoint. Alex, what's your take here? Penguins facing elimination against the Islanders. So people always ask me, why don't I bet a lot on futures as far as, you know, to win uh, a conference or, or win the Stanley cup. And this is exactly the reason why I have the series price on Pittsburgh. I laid a dollar 35, 
But I've done so well betting this in-game where I'm pretty much am, am breaking point even. I could go and bet the, the New York Islanders tonight to win, uh, and it wouldn't you know matter in, in anyway as far as me losing that that series bet. So that's the the beauty of betting uh, you know in-game and betting within a, within a series and not being handcuffed to something long term. Uh, so with that being said, I'm not going to bet that side, at least now I might bet it in game. Uh, that's just, like I said, the way I've been approaching this series. But I think that the Islanders take care of business tonight. That Coliseum is going to be absolutely rocking. And keep in mind, down the road, as we get to this point, you know, if they are to lose this game and end up losing this series, that's the last game that's being played in, in the Coliseum before the, they go into their new arena next year. So, you know, that's going to be a, a bit of an emotional spike for the Islanders Uh whether if, whether they move forward or not, uh, so that crowd is going to be absolutely rolling, and it's going to give it louder and louder every single game they get closer toward the end. So that's something to, to to keep in mind, especially when we're handicapping home ice a little bit more than usual this year because of you know the discrepancy of which teams have crowds, which teams have full crowds, half crowds, and etc. So that's something I'm going to be keeping in mind. But this Pittsburgh team, uh, you know, <laughs> I always joke around on Twitter. Johan Hedberg's not walking through that door. Tom Barrasso's not walking through that door. They got to live and die with Tristan Jari. That's not where I want to, uh, you know, put my money on tonight in this particular game. I think the Islanders get it done. So I'm going to be looking to get a, a better price adjusting game. I'll probably take a shot at Islanders to score first and then go from there. Yes, I do not feel great about Pittsburgh full game and winning this game. Uh, but I, I do like that good start for them, or at least that urgent desperation start for them. Uh, which is why I'm just keeping this first period, first 20 minutes on Pittsburgh for me. Uh, get Hopefully getting in and getting out, you know, just in case Penguins are up, you know, after the first period and the Islanders get stronger and better as the game goes on. And look, they have been better and stronger through most games as they progress the Islanders. That has been the pattern uh, in this series. So uh, that's why I only like Pittsburgh first period. And like I said, I'm sprinkling on that draw too, because not seeing overtime again tonight would not be a shock to me. Jimmy, what do you think? Penguins, Islanders. Well, what I think, I mean, I'm I'm hoping for game seven here. I really am because it's a little more time off for me. Uh, but other than that, I, I don't think I'm going to get it. Uh, I, I think that this uh, Pittsburgh team, it's crushed. I, I really do. I, I think that last loss to just took a lot out of them. Uh, and now, like uh, Alex just said, great point by him. And I was going to go there, too. So great minds think alike. You know, they've never really had the Islanders, that is, never really had their proper goodbye to this arena, right? I mean, they were gone, and was they, they closed it, then they got back in, they were playing half and half, and then this season, they were supposed to play, if I'm not mistaken, they were supposed to play every game there, and they did, right? But they never had fans. So it's like, this is this is it. This is the actual real goodbye that the Coliseum's going to get, and you can bet that they don't want to go out on a sour note and blow a 3-2 series lead and then losing game seven on the road. They want this to be the win. They, 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 they want to keep going here, and they feed off that. And we've seen in the Carolina Nashville series that we discussed there, I think the fans have played a tremendous role in that. It's It's been unreal. It's been really fun to watch and, and, and just sort of have that experience of the fans being back as well as Florida-Tampa Bay. So I think the Islanders fans are going to be a major reason that they clinch tonight. And I'm going to take it a step further and go, reverse puck line reverse jimmy puck line give me the islanders minus one and a half there you go going with the uh big value on the new york islanders uh in the uh puck line department here uh in this one so you can get pretty good uh price there uh, upwards in that 200 range so very good uh price there with the uh, new york islanders plus to, a little over plus 200 in terms of that minus one and a half uh, in this game against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. All right, we move on to the uh, Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Game six, uh, Florida still alive, and they'll try to extend this series one more game. We've got Tampa Bay around minus 140 uh, home favorites here. Uh, the total six across the board in this one. And the Florida Panthers with a 4-1 to one win uh, on Sunday night. And look, Joel Quenville, as you could say, in this series has kind of botched the goaltending situation a little bit. Like he pulled the plug on Bobrovsky too early after one game, went to Drieger, lost his confidence. Then when he went back to Bobrovsky, he's always looking over his shoulder. He can't get steady. He's already been pulled once and benched once in the series. So when he went back to him, yeah, he was good in the overtime win in game three, but then game four, it gets off to a bad start and he's, he's always shaky because not only is he struggling himself, but he knows that, Hey, I'm probably going to get benched again because it's already happened to me once this year. So, you know, Joel Quenville could have probably handled things better goaltending, 
But he made the move that was the right move eventually, and that was give the kid a chance. Spencer Knight in game five, and after allowing, and think about the fact he allowed the first shot on goal to go, go in uh, in game five. First minute of the game, it could have easily frazzled the kid, could have easily rattled him, and then the game is off the rails and the series is over. But what did he do instead? He maintained composure. He was calm, cool, collected, poised, in the net, start to finish, positionally sound, on top of every angle. I was so impressed with his positional play, his movement post to post. That that did not look like a 20-year-old kid or a guy that just turned 20 in net. That looked like a veteran goaltender that's been doing this for years. The playoff spotlight was not too bright for him. And could he be Florida's knight in shining armor here uh, in this series? Uh, That's going to be the big question. Uh, Spencer Knight was that good for the Panthers. I know, but uh, was that good for the uh, Panthers in game five? And I said this on Twitter. Don't think for a second. I haven't thought in the back of my mind. Now they ride this kid to a seven-game series win and a comeback against Tampa Bay. I don't think it's going to be easy tonight because the one thing that Tampa Bay said, and John Cooper after the game, maybe he's just saying this to put a seed of doubt in Florida and knight the young kid. We didn't shoot enough. We didn't test him enough. We didn't make life as difficult on him as we should have. So he's just trying to say that maybe, you know, we, we, we got to put more pucks on net. We got to get more traffic. So look, he will face a much more determined, Tampa Bay squad tonight and we know Tampa Bay certainly has the offensive potency the power play to make them pay and we know Florida in Tampa specifically has struggled to contain the lightning uh, in this series so this is going to be the ultimate test for the kid now it's on the road now it's against a team that's going to be firing even more rubber at you tonight more traffic more bodies to the net more chaos how can he handle it can he stand in there in that net and deliver once again for the Florida Panthers and the Panthers still need, you know, Huberto's got to ratchet it up another level. He's been quiet the last few games, Barkov as well. Uh, Some of these other players like Verhage and Bennett who had good games previously, they need to continue to do a bit more. Uh, So that's going to be the key for the Florida Panthers. This is what I would do. And if you remember back to the playoff previews, and I mentioned this to my subscribers and my clients as well, Uh, and how I'm handling tonight. If you don't have a piece of Florida to win the series, which I do, and you don't have a piece of the game, the series to go seven, which I do, I have it, Alex has it, Tampa Bay, Florida to go seven games plus 210. If you didn't bet either of those, I would recommend a bet on Florida tonight in game six at plus 120, plus 125. However, I'm not going to bet Florida plus 120, plus 125 in game six tonight when if they win tonight, I can cash a plus 210 number on the series to go seven games. And if they win tonight, I've got Florida live at plus 140, essentially, in game seven with that series ticket, which is plus 140. So to me, why would I add on Florida here tonight in game six when I can cash plus 210 prop on the series to go seven if they win tonight? And I can also be live with Florida plus 140 to win the series in game seven. And I won't even have to bet Florida in game seven either. Because I've got Florida plus 140 in the series. So this is not an add-on situation for me. And I and I don't, and I'm worried that this series could end tonight. So this for me is just if you haven't bet Florida in the series or the seven game series prop like I did, I'd say take a shot with the Panthers tonight. If you did bet those two, I say pass. Don't add on with Florida tonight in this game. I do like the over a little bit. Maybe later in the game, it could open up. Maybe I do have a small bet on the full game over six. This could be a situation, though, where you wait. Maybe night's strong early. It's a little bit of a tighter start early. And then the floodgates open. And keep in mind, with all of these games tonight, we're talking elimination games. And if you see in the third period, prior to the third, that team facing elimination is trailing, you hit that third period over. No questions asked. Or you look to uh, hit uh, bet that. Uh, if the team facing elimination is trailing uh, going into the third period. So uh, that's the way I'm approaching this game, a small full game over, nothing else. Uh, You know, if if you didn't bet Florida to win the series, and if you didn't bet that seven game series prop, I say, take a little shot with Florida tonight. But if you did bet those two don't add on because that's, that's not what I'm doing. And I'm not going to, uh, recommend anybody else doing that uh, Alex what do you think here Panthers lightning yeah you make a great point Ian and I'm, I'm in that exact same boat like I said I have them to, I have the series to go seven games so I'm essentially rooting for Florida but I won't have a play on it and if you like Florida and you think Florida can go and actually win this series 
the the move to make is to take Florida in the series. You can get it around plus three twenty or plus three fifty. So if you put, yeah. let's say, your unit's a hundred bucks, you put a hundred to win three twenty. They win this game tonight. You can go back because more than likely we're going to see a pick and price for Game Seven. Uh, you're more than likely you can come back and and, and you know put you know say two twenty on uh, the Lightning and hedge and and guarantee yourself at least some sort of profit. So I would suggest if you don't have any anything uh, riding within the series and you like Florida and you think Florida can come back and win, take the plus 320 to win the series, and then you can adjust uh, in, in the game seven. But if you, That's obviously if you feel that uh, at least you can win game six here tonight. So that's the, the strategy, head strategy that you can go for uh, from, from that route. I'm going to more than likely be looking at the first period over in game. Uh, I was able, actually able, I already have it in pocket at minus $1.15, but that's only at one shop. I'm seeing mostly 130, 135. So, uh, just kind of go with the same thing we've been doing before, you know, jump on it as early as you can wait a couple minutes for that number to, to bounce down. Anything in the minus 120 range would be striking for me, uh, to get that over one and a half and then just adjust from there. This has been a great in-game series. It's been a fun series to watch, but I'm hoping Florida can extend it to seven so we can, uh, cash that plus 210. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's great advice, great strategy uh, in terms of the game and the series as a whole. And one thing I want to point out, because I think Alex and I mentioned this yesterday briefly, these third period overs, we're seeing them lose when it's the team that is uh, that is leading in the series uh, that is leading in the going into the third period. It is only it's really been only cashing for the most part when it's the team that's been trailing or, or facing elimination trailing going into the third period. So keep that in mind. The team that is leading the series and leading going into the third period of these elimination games, the over hasn't been as strong in those third periods. So it's really you want to focus in even more on the team facing elimination being the team that's behind going into the third period. Those are the third period overs you really want to attack uh, for sure. Those are the ones that have been money in the bank. I, I don't think there's one that's lost so far a third period over when the team facing elimination is trailing heading into the final period. Jimmy, what do you think here? Tampa Bay, Florida. Well, I, I'm going the other way, guys. I, I don't I don't smell a lot of goals in this one simply because I, I think we're about to witness uh, an amazing story with Spencer Knight. I think he, he's, he showed what he's capable of. And like you pointed out, Ian, just the way he was able to bounce back from allowing a goal in the first shot and then stop the next 36 – uh, shows you that this kid's tough mentally, and, and that's that's why they drafted him. That's why he's so highly touted. Uh, this this kid is the thing. I'm telling you guys. I watched him at BC. I watched him even before that. He's been it since he was about 12 years old, and this kid is going to be a star in this league, and it's starting right now. I like the Florida Panthers in regulation to tie this series. If you can still do it and you haven't bet on the series and you can still get a good number – Take the Panthers right now to win this series. They are going to come back, and they are going to win this series in seven. And I also like Spencer Knight in this game to have 38 or more saves. I'm looking at a plus 285 for that if you get it. Wow, look at that. They're over 38 and a half saves plus 285. So, And look, th this kid is good enough that he could deliver again. Playing in Tampa in front – I don't even think playing on the road for the first time in the playoffs is going to bother him because I really don't – I think he's an unflappable mental uh, character. Uh, that's that's what he is. He's just uh, does not get rattled about anything. You know how easy it is to just all of a sudden, uh oh, first shot of the game goes past me, uh oh, and you have those bad thoughts. You get negative uh, thoughts in your mind, and you just don't play well after that. And boy, I mean, he was just lights out, dominant on top of his, uh, you know, on top of every angle, cut down the angle, was aggressive in the net. He wasn't sitting back in the uh, in the in the crease. He was challenging shots. He was on top of the angles, cutting off the angles. Post-to-post -post movement good, uh, seeing the puck extremely well, not much rebounds uh, spit out back into the goal uh, area, uh, just outstanding goaltending, just a clinic in how to play the goaltending position uh, from a 20-year-old kid the other night in his first-ever playoff game. That was something yeah. else. And you talk about, you know, he's going into Tampa now, and it's a whole different element on the road. Of course it is. But, hey, I know it's not the NHL, but this is a young man's league now, right? We have a lot of – 18 to 20 year olds that are making instant impacts in this league and, and, and reaching stardom a lot faster. So he's played against a lot of these kids internationally or at the college level. A lot of these guys now that are, that are becoming stars in the NHL already, he's played against them. But I just looked through, look, this guy went into the bell center. It, it, was it the bell center this year? Or was it Edmonton? Which year? 
I forget. No, I think it might have been a different rink. But this guy won in Canadian soil, do or die for Team USA in the World Juniors. And he came Vancouver, up Edmonton. Vancouver, Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. The, the last win was in Montreal. That's when McAvoy was on there, right? So, yeah, I mean, just to be able to do that, and I know there weren't any fans, but he, I still think he would have done it if there were. Uh, I just think this kid is built for moments like this. And he's going he's to face a better – Tampa team that's going to fire a lot more rubber at him. So let's let, we'll see. Like that that's exactly why. So that saves prop. I like it too. I'm probably going to bet something on that because you're right. I could see. And look, Florida has been giving up a lot of shots in this series. There's no yep. question, especially as it's gone on. So that saves prop with Knight definitely makes some sense here. Uh, all right, we got Minnesota and Vegas. Boy, we weren't necessarily expecting a game six, but we do have one here uh, in Minnesota. And now Terry Edelman's wild up to figure out how to win a home game in this series, which they have not done yet, and they need to uh, in order to keep their season alive. Vegas minus 125 to minus 130. Road favorites here in game six, five and a half the total, uh, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, when you look at it from a, a Vegas standpoint, you know, they played well enough, more than well enough in game five. They just couldn't finish their chances. It reminded me of Carolina-Nashville game four uh, in Nashville. You know, Carolina had the huge edge in territorial play, scoring chances, shots on goal. But at the end of the day, they lose the game. And that's exactly what happened with Vegas the other night against Minnesota. What's good for Minnesota is they got something out of Kirill Kaprizov finally. Finally gave us a thrill for the first time in this series uh, in game five, uh, getting that goal. Can he carry it over here? That's the question. Vegas has been money in the bank off a loss. Absolutely outstanding off a loss as of late. Down the stretch of the regular season, uh, in the playoffs. Of course, they lost game one. What did they do? They bounced back in game two. You know, it just, I have that sense they end the series tonight. Uh, and this is one of those games where I'm kind of conflicted. I'm taking Vegas tonight here in game six, minus 130, but I wouldn't be absolutely against Minnesota winning because I actually have that seven game series prop in this series at a very good price, actually an even better price than the Tampa, Florida series. I have this series to go seven at plus two sixty. you know, it's an even better. And I'd like to cash that if I can, but I don't have this good feeling about Minnesota extending it to a game seven. Vegas has been putting their foot down, playing outstanding hockey uh, in these games when they're, when they're coming off a loss uh, they know they played well enough to win the other night. So again, I'm, I'm going to have a small play here on Vegas at minus 130. They've had a tough time uh, going, uh, or sorry, winning at home here, Minnesota in this year. They could say also the counter argument is, are they going to lose three in a row at home in this series for a team that's been so good at the XL Energy Center uh, all season long, perhaps, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. And yes, we'll have to wait and see also if Matthew Boldy makes an impact tonight for the uh, Minnesota Wild, certainly one of their uh, higher up prospects in the pipeline for this Wild organization, throwing them into the uh, fire, if you will, uh, of an elimination game with your team needing to win to extend their season. But uh, it is definitely going to be a fascinating game. And look, Minnesota's got a little, they didn't deserve the win. But when you get the win, you got confidence, regardless of how it uh, ends up unfolding. And Minnesota's got that a little bit. But uh, you know, Vegas, do they really want to let two opportunities to close out this series slip through the cracks, especially when we can't also forget the way they played in game three and game four? You know, they controlled the play the more those games went on. And in game four, they snuffed out Minnesota completely. Hell, they snuffed out Minnesota pretty good the last game. It's just that Minnesota got those early goals and then Vegas couldn't bury any of the multitude of chances they had. So, I do think the series ends tonight. I wouldn't be totally against it going to game seven with that seven game prop that I have. Um, but for the purposes of tonight's game, I am on that Vegas side and the over as well at five and a half uh, plus price. You're starting to see the goals flow a little bit. The longer and deeper we get into this series, I think that continues here. So I'm also liking over the total five and a half, even money. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Vegas and Minnesota. Is this the night this series ends or do we see seven? I think this might be the night it ends, unfortunately. And, and you know, I, I thought Minnesota was going to come out and have, uh, you know, a dominant performance early in this series and, and control the pace and end up winning this thing. But, you know, it, it's been that they've started out hot in games and then all of a sudden Vegas takes over. Even like I said in the last game, you know, uh, it was just so many goals that uh, Vegas had to, to try to come from behind and they just couldn't get it done. But they were, you know, outplaying the Wild in the, the those last two periods uh, in each of the last three games. And, you know, you can't just rely on, on strong first periods to carry you forward. That being said, I like the Wild to score first in this game. Uh, 
Uh, I'm going to be looking to play. I've tried to play it and uh, just having some issues with getting on one of the one of the, my books. But uh, I'll be looking to play that Wild to score first, and then I'll be adjusting to look to play uh, Vegas to score next, and I'll be trying to play Vegas uh, in game as well at a better adjusted price. I think Vegas takes care of business. They just haven't, for some reason, they've had trouble trying to close out series at home, but they've done well on the road and closing out series. And as for the Wild, we've seen them uh, lay some disappointing eggs in, in must-win games at home. Uh, I was in attendance for one of them a while back uh, in, in 2015. It's just it's just one of those weird kind of dynamics where as good as they play at home in the regular season, sometimes they just don't always find the gears. And I know a lot of people are talking about, well, 2003, 2003 was a very, very long time ago and a completely different wild team. Uh, it's just not going to be that that kind of a case. If, the, if they're letting uh, Vegas outshoot them by a two to one margin, uh, it could get ugly late in this contest. So I'll be also looking at that third period over live uh, adjusted. But I'm going to look for Wild to score first and get a better price adjust with Vegas. I think the Golden Knights in this series tonight. Interesting approach. Minnesota to score first. Alex likes that, but thinks Vegas comes back after that wins the game and will get a good money line in-game price. And yes, goes without saying elimination game. Have a look for the third period over, especially if Minnesota is trailing uh, going into the third period. That's when that angle uh, gets even stronger, uh, without a doubt. And uh, look, to, uh, Terry, I'm on Vegas tonight. I know he's disappointed, and he's here in Alex, kind of like Vegas as well. But I'll say this. If, if Minnesota wins tonight and plays well in the process, and we go back to Vegas for Game 7, pretty damn good chance I'll give Minnesota a look at a plus price in the Game 7 because they'll have all the momentum. Uh, on their side going back to the seventh game. And look, Vegas already missed an opportunity, and they've actually been better closing series on the road than at home lately, as Alex alluded to. So it gets that sense where Minnesota's really, really got a chance to steal this series if it gets back to Vegas uh, for game seven. And like I said, if it gets there, I might be on the wild uh, in that seventh game. Jimmy, what do you think here, Minnesota-Vegas? What I think I like, I, I kind of like the thinking there too, in terms of Minnesota coming out of the gate strong, scoring first. Uh, so I'm going to take that. I'm also going to take Minnesota on a three way money line in the first period. And then I'm also going to take the game to go to overtime. I, I'm not sure who's going to win this one. I see it going either way, but I think it gets the extra frame. Uh, so give me the draw as well. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't talk anyone out of the draw in any of the games tonight. The one I like the most is Penguins Islanders, for sure. That is my favorite draw bet of the night. The, my next one, in terms of preference, would probably be Florida. Because I could see with Knight being really good yeah. in net, I could see that being close. That, I would sprinkle on the draw, probably. I probably will have a little on the draw. This one, I'm not as convinced. Because I, I worry that if Vegas is not screwing around tonight, they could pull away in the third and win this game like a 4-2 or a 5-2 sort of deal. Uh, that does concern me. Uh, I wouldn't say no to the draw in the Vegas game, uh, but it would be third on my list. Uh, in yeah, terms I, of I said that in the chat that the clo I, didn't, I haven't played any of the draws for tonight, but the closest one I would look to would be Florida, Tampa Bay. Florida, Tampa Bay. There you go. Yeah, that's number two on my list. My favorite's Penguins Islanders because I just feel that that game has that 2-2 feel to it or 3-3-2-2 going into overtime feel to it tonight. Uh, with the Islanders really wanting to close it out at home in Pittsburgh, still a very good Pittsburgh team doing everything in their power to extend the series. It'll probably be tight throughout. Great uh, analysis with uh, Alex and Jimmy. Good to have the whole crew back on the show today. A reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. A great time of year, NHL and NBA playoffs daily, MLB as well. Uh, download that app, sign up for an account. When you do, you'll get deposit bonuses weekly specials, weekly incentives, and bet boosts as well on a daily basis uh, with all with your wagers and various sports as well. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets for this Wednesday slate. Three games to choose from. Alex, we'll go to you first. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, I was just able to put it in. Uh, Minnesota Wild to score first, plus 105. That's going to be my best bet for tonight. Like I said, uh, I think they'll be able to come out rolling, get the first goal, and then Vegas will make their adjustments and, and be able to to answer back. So might also kind of lean with that first period over if we get a, a, a good enough price adjusted. So this is definitely going to be an all-in-game series, but my only pregame bet for that is my best bet. Wild to score first, plus five. There you go. Minnesota plus 105 to score the first goal tonight against Vegas for uh, Alex B. Smith. Good thing we're wrapping up the show. Jimmy's a wanted man, it sounds like. Uh, Jimmy, what do you like here for a best bet tonight? No, actually, that was, that was Maddie. That was my daughter telling me she's watching us and she uh, she says hello. Uh, so 
Not, not quite enough to understand the gambling yet, but we'll, we'll get there down the line, you know. Uh, anyhow, you know what? I like my Panthers bet. Uh, it, give me them, as I said, in regulation. I like the Panthers uh, to win this one, and I like them to force a game seven. I see it happening. All right, there you go. Florida, plus 120 uh, in that range against Tampa Bay. Uh, best bet for uh, Jimmy Murphy. Uh, mine is going to be Vegas, Minnesota, uh, over five and a half, plus 100, even money. Uh, definitely my strongest uh, opinion side or total tonight. You're starting to see the goals flow. I think Kaprizov getting on the board gives Minnesota that confidence. And look, Vegas, I think, will answer in kind offensively. You could feel the dam burst a little bit. I could see that for Talbot uh, tonight. They're going to put a few pucks, I think, past him in Minnesota. But again, the Wild with their season on the line, got to be on the front foot, got to be aggressive. And I think they'll find some goals as well. We'll go Vegas, Minnesota, over five and a half, plus 100. And I'll probably be looking third period over in every elimination game tonight as well, especially for the team facing elimination if they are trailing going into the third period. We'll definitely be pouncing on the third period over in those situations tonight. So uh, that will wrap it up. That is the Ice Guys for this Wednesday, May 26th. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. A reminder, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with you. And the Ice Guys is seven days a week, live on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, you can download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart. Check out the podcast on all those mediums. For Alex B. Smith, for Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.